Shout out Sniper T on the beat. Samra to the break of dawn is on the rise With life on the forefront of the mind So line for line you can ride this brain train And you can change your station without even touching the dial So relax, stay a little bit, but listen for a while And whether you're bumping this in the whip or in a business fit It's a meeting you won't want to miss A meeting for a meal to feed the soul with words for the mind So sit back, enjoy the ride, time to take off, it's time to fly Cause Tamra till the break of dawn is on the rise Hey, hey, hey y'all, it's me, Tamra Y'all really be showing love. Shout out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to the show. To all my new listeners, new episodes drop every Thursday. I usually talk about my life, my interests, and the ways I'm trying to grow. So come on back through, you feel me? And for all my day one, 10, 97, I always say 97, but 135, 167, whatever week you came in and continue to support your girl, shout out to y'all. Thank you so much. It really like I don't take it for granted the fact that like I don't even really be talking about nothing. I'll be talking about my life, my interests, the ways I'm trying to grow. This is literally some days a public journal for me. And there are those loyal folks that really, really just come back every week. And I just genuinely appreciate y'all. If you're not, you should totally follow me on social media. The link to all of that is in the episode notes. And if you are not, you should subscribe to the YouTube channel. I generally will say 90% of the time upload the episodes early so that you get that content on Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. You know, episodes drop every Thursday. So get that early access, you feel me? And if you have a channel and I get the notification, then I will subscribe back. So it's mutually beneficial, (sighs) y'all. Guys, man, listen, (laughs) I don't even know where my energy went, but if y'all know, like, I don't know, I've been so drained. I don't even know why. Like, I've been trying to figure out, is it something in my diet? I've actually been trying to work on getting up earlier. So then that makes me go to bed earlier. So it's not like I've been having super late nights because I've come to realize that I'm a lot more focused in the morning when it comes to like getting work done that requires me looking at the computer, like documentation or stuff like that. And so then if I stay up late, even though I really used to always say I was a night owl, but I noticed that late at night, it is a struggle. So I've been trying to make that shift. I also switched my schedule so that it's a little bit better for me so that I only see one client on Saturdays and I see two on Friday, but it's a later start to my day. It's just, I just need more time to myself. Like, I don't know, but aside from like shifting my schedule and all that stuff, I have been so drained, like, I don't even know. Like, listen, at the time of this recording, it's Sunday. I did not go to church today because when I woke up, I literally was like drained. Even after I drunk my coffee and did all that good stuff, I still could not just I don't even know. So then I just ended up going back to sleep because I was trying to go to the nine o'clock service 
we have a 9 and 11. And I went back to sleep and then woke up in time to catch the 11 o'clock online. And I just did that because I don't even know. And it started yesterday where I just felt so drained. Thank God it was like a low key appointment in the sense that it's not like I had to have a bunch of heavy conversation with the kid or whatever. And maybe that's what it is because there has literally been a lot of heavy stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, but nevertheless, you know what I'm saying? I do feel good about the fact that at the time of this recording, it is Sunday because that means I'm not recording Wednesday after midnight like I did last week. Like, y'all, I don't even know how the heck I literally started recording. I want to say it was like 12.08 a.m. on Wednesday night. I recorded minimal editing. I'm kind of going to go back to that where some of the stuff I'm just going to keep in if it's not too whatever, because it's just becoming a lot just for me. And I'm trying to skim back where I can. You feel me? Not that this in and of itself is a lot, but there is a lot going on because the reality is that if I take more clients with my subcontracting work, which is great because it's a... I don't want to say easy way to get more money, but I will say it's an easy way to get more clientele for coaching clients because there's already a contract established with the referral source or whatever. And so I don't have to do all that. So it makes that easier for me, but that takes up more time. Shout out to me having a vehicle though. Yes, 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 yes. I said that last week and it was a super rushed episode. So shout out to the fact that I am 175 weeks into this to where I could put something out real quick. Shout out to the fact that this show is about my life, my interests and the ways I'm trying to grow and all that good stuff. But shout out to me having a vehicle because that allowed me to have my day start later. And I'm fine with that, right? Because then I can do other things in the morning or like if I want to lead another workshop because I'm really hoping to establish a partnership with the College of Hair Design where I went and led the last workshop. So I'm really hoping that could be a more frequent thing. And so with that, I'm going to need that time available. So now that I have my own vehicle, that has just made things so much better. I don't have to take my kids back and forth to work. I know Kayliana is so happy to have her car back. Speaking of which, listen, I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't know how, but somehow this girl talked me into letting her bring a dog into this house. Now the dog hasn't come yet because we have to pay. No, she has to pay the pet deposit and all that. But she literally came with bullet points of questions she knew I would ask because my kids know me. You know what I'm saying? I need the details. How is your plan for this? Or excuse me, what is your plan for this, that, and the other How are you going to provide? Where is it going to be? Just all these things. And so she came with her presentation and then I told her I would think about it. And I took some time to think about it. And I'm like, okay, 
I'll allow it. And then I was like, now I got to ask the landlord because I didn't really know what their policy was because we didn't have any pets. And so when we were going through the initial process, she asked if we had pets and I said no. And so I don't know. I didn't know if like, would she have said no if we said we have pets? That was like irrelevant. So then I was like, okay, now that I've said yes, I'm away because I was really also trying to see if she was really for real about this. Now, she already has the dog. It's her boyfriend's mom's dog that she is giving him to Kayliana. And so I've seen where Kayliana was like, well, even if I can't bring Gizmo, that's his name here, then I will just keep him there. And then whenever I move out on my own, then I'll take him with me. And so she already got him registered or I don't know if that's what it's called. She went and did something in her name or whatever. She done bought him stuff and will just take it over there and this, that, and the other. And so I was seeing that she was like really for real. And so I was like, okay, let me ask the landlord. And they were just like, you got to pay a pet deposit and pet rent and she's going to pay all that. And so I don't know how I got that girl to talk me into it, but we will have a new member of the family pretty soon. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I know she's glad to have her car back. I'm glad that I don't have to take them to work anymore or pick them up from work anymore because the thing about it is I drive all day from client to client as it is. And then it's like, there was just this, wake up, take them to work, then come back home for a little bit. And it just, you know, at the end of the day, I would have to end my last client by such and such a time and and then go stop to pick them up. And then there was maybe a couple times that I scheduled an intake appointment after they got off. And I was just like, I'm not doing that. Like once I come home and come this direction, I'm not trying to go back out. You know what I mean? So it's been this interesting just adjustment where it just feels so wild that I even have a car because like, mind you, I haven't had my own vehicle in over a year. You know what I'm saying? So just the freedom to just go do what I need to do. Now, mind you, I technically could do that before. You know what I'm saying? But there'd be times where Kayliana may go and take the car. And it's so funny, even if I hadn't planned to go anywhere, then I just felt trapped. You know what I'm saying? Like, dang, I can't go do what I want to do if I wanted to do something. It was this weird thing. So shout out to me having my own vehicle. Shout out to me adjusting my schedule to where I think it'll kind of catch up to where it's like heavier appointments, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, lighter on the appointments on Friday and Saturday. Cause the reality is that a lot of it's getting warmer. And so a lot of kids are not going to want to meet on Friday and that's okay because then I could have a lighter Friday. It doesn't mean that my Friday necessarily ends any earlier, but it starts later. You know what I'm saying? Which that is actually the preference for me because if I, I could go to breakfast, I could go wherever. If I want to go somewhere after I get done with my last client, there's actually still time to do that. Then Saturday morning, if I want to schedule breakfast with somebody, I can. And then also that appointment ends earlier than what my uh, Saturday night was doing before. So like I've made these adjusting, excuse me, I've made these adjustments to where hopefully 
this helps, but I still, I don't even know if that's why I felt some joke drained or whatever. I think it could just be, like I said, there's been a lot of heavy stuff, but plus last week, and I kind of breezed through that in the last episode, but Wednesday was the girl's dad's birthday and you never really know how you're going to feel like, right? Like when these milestones or whatever come up related to grief, you never really know how you're going to respond to it. Is it going to be heavy? Are you going to be triggered? Are you going to be whatever? And so we um, did a dinner, had my stepdaughter come over. Now her son and her boyfriend couldn't come because the baby was sick or whatever. So she just came. We had dinner. We laughed. We had cake. It was a fun time. You know what I'm saying? It's not even that that really just caused me to get like in my feelings. It's okay. So then I posted uh, just a picture of the cake and I tagged him and that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? As far as for his birthday post. And so then because it was his birthday, you know, other, you know, I'm Facebook friends with my in-laws or just people I've known forever that know him. And so what, 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 excuse me. So what was a little triggering was I'd hop on Facebook. And so after a while I had to kind of just get off and not really be on. And I haven't really been on much since then, but I really had to just hop off because I would be scrolling and then I would see a picture of him and it would just throw me off because I wasn't expecting that. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just, like I said, you never know with grief how you're going to be. And this year just happened to be a little bit rough, you know, and mm, so it's just been, I think maybe that, you know, had a kind of like reason for the heaviness, I guess, or whatever. I don't even know. I just know I have felt extremely drained and I know that time to myself actually is what's rejuvenating. And so while I do love to go to church and I really don't like missing church, at the same time, I obviously needed that sleep because I, I woke up at like seven something to where I could have made it to the nine o'clock service, but I was just so tired as if I had not got any sleep the night before. Mind you, it's not like I was up super duper late. So, mm-hmm. but I think this is a great time for... Yes, let's go ahead and get into Tamara's takeaway. So y'all probably remember where I think I found out in December, I'm pretty sure of December or November, I don't remember. But the end of last year, I found out that my dad was in the hospital and he was battling throat cancer. It actually might have been before that now that I think about it, but it was still the end of last year, right? And so once I found that out, mind you, I had not talked to that man in over three years. Like those of you who are not new know that my relationship with my bio dad, because I do have a stepdad that has raised me and been a part of my life since I was three or almost three or whatever, actually two. But the whole point is that my bio dad 
wasn't in my life. And then I got a hold of my bio family. They found me when I was like 33, 34. He still has been just not involved. So our relationship is estranged at best, right? And I had not made any attempts, which all attempts had been on me. So any relationship we had was because I was trying. So then I stopped trying like over three years ago. And so then when I found out he was battling throat cancer because my cousin told me, you know, I just kind of went back and forth about if I was going to reach out to him because at the end of the day, like if he was to make an effort and like want to have a relationship with me, I would be open to it. I just stopped trying because I saw that it was extremely one-sided and I wasn't about to keep setting myself up for failure. But at the end of the day, I like, I don't have any ill feelings towards him. I don't want anything bad to happen to him. I actually don't even hate him. I just realized that I'm his only child. And at the time of this recording, shout out to 12 Kyle, cause I already said it. I'm about to be 43 years old. Listen, I have not seen this man since I was four, I guess is the last time I saw him in person, but him and my mom split up. I told you my stepdad's been in my life since I was two going on three. And so like, he just don't know how to be a dad. Like I'm his only child. It's fine. You know what I'm saying? I've accepted that. I don't have any expectations of him or whatever. But when I found out he had throat cancer, you know, I didn't want to have any regrets. I didn't know if he was going to die. I didn't really know what was going to happen. And so I, I prayed about it after my cousin told me. And I just really felt like I should reach out to him. So I called him. And, you know, then we had contact going on. You know, he I talked on the phone to him once. And it was, it was just wild because he just, his voice, you could tell he had, I think he had tube in his throat at that time. But he's like ultimately making a sacrifice to try to talk to me and, and telling me he loves me. He's glad I'm his daughter. Just all this stuff, asking about me, asking about my mom. After that, I didn't call anymore. I would just text, check in on him. He would text me and give updates. So it wasn't like we were building a relationship. It was literally focused on me seeing how he was doing so I can be in the know about what was going on and him giving me updates, right? He never asked me anything that was going on in my life. And I'm pretty sure I said that, like, he doesn't know I have a podcast. He doesn't know I'm an entrepreneur. He doesn't know anything that's going on with his grandchildren. He's never met them. But nevertheless, I pushed all of that aside just so that I didn't want to have any regrets, right? And so it was more consistent communication, this, that, and the other. Mind you, the communication is centered around him, though, and like what he's going through, right? And so then I've just looked through my text messages because I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately because so January 12th, he had his appointment or whatever, and that was the day he found out that he was cancer-free. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Cause again, I don't have any ill feelings. So I didn't want him to die of cancer. Like I wasn't happy when I found out he had cancer. I prayed, I asked other praying people to pray, you know, and I even mentioned it on here. So like I had no ill feelings. So I was like happy that he told me he was cancer free. 
The crazy thing about that, though, is that's the last time we've talked. I want to say February, you know what I mean? Because it already was starting to kind of resort back to us not talking as much. Like initially when I reached out, it was heavy communication. We were talking every day and then it just trailed off. And I would just be like surprised to hear from him. So I'm not even going to say it was me reaching out every day, but then it just became like, we're not really talking about nothing. We're just me saying, how you feeling? Him telling me how he's feeling, how he's feeling. And that's basically how it was. You know what I mean? It wasn't like we were like building relationship. And I remember going into this saying, I don't have this like hope or wish or whatever that this would lead to us rekindling and, and establishing a relationship. I'm really just beyond that, you know, right? But he, what I've just noticed about him is like when we get back into contact, because it's been this thing like ever since I was 19, that was the first time I reached out to him of when we get back into contact after it's been a while. And I'm not going to say he doesn't really feel like this, but he just does the most like, I love you so much. I'm so glad you're my daughter. Just like doing all this stuff that it's like, okay, that's cool. It's nice to hear that. But it's like you do all of that and then you fade away. Right. And I've, I've gone through that over and over and over and over again. And so it's kind of like I didn't have any thoughts of this was going to be any different. You know what I'm saying? And I even remember telling somebody like he probably does appreciate that I'm reaching out, especially since it's not like he's really done anything to necessarily like earn that in his mind. Right. I'm sure he was probably shocked that I called him actually, you know what I mean? And so, you know, as we're getting towards, you know, it's just me, how you feeling him saying whatever. And that's literally like dry texting, right? Like we're not really talking about anything else. I wouldn't, he would never ask about me. I would never make it about me because at the end of the day, I'm healthy and this man is battling cancer. So like I just had to treat him put aside the fact that you're technically my dad, you know what I mean? I had to put that aside and just treat him as if he was anybody else that if they were going through something, I would put them first and not make it about me. So I had to kind of interact with him in that way. And so then, you know, he's cancer free and I, you know, whatever we talked about that, but it was a very, I think he said that I responded and he didn't respond. So, you know, and then um, I text him like a month ago, a, a little over a month ago, just to see how he's feeling to this day. I haven't heard from him. What's crazy is that. So he lives in a nursing home and I got a phone call from them. And so then it kind of made me nervous because I'm like, OK, why are they calling me? Is he OK? So I kind of went through that. We'll come to find out they didn't, not like they didn't mean to call me, but he's okay. The reason they called was they couldn't get a hold of him and they were trying to whatever. But then the nurse started acting really weird, weird, almost like she was sorry she called me or I don't know. It was, it was just weird. And maybe she was that way because I 
it's not like I was overly dramatic or whatever, but I was just like, is everything okay? And she's like, oh yeah, sorry. I was like, oh, okay. I just kind of wondered because I don't usually hear from y'all. Now I will say that made me feel good in the sense that I had wondered like if anything happened to me, him, would anyone know to call me? You know what I mean? Like that's something that it sometimes bothers me because again, I am his only child. So like if something was to happen to me, people would know to call my kids, right? People know that I have kids. I, they are like the biggest part of my life. I see and talk to my kids more than anyone else outside of, I guess, work. You know what I mean? I don't really be doing too much. And so in some ways that kind of made me feel good. But at the same time, it's like, he's out and about, he's fine. And it just that much more shows that, we're just back to business as usual. So Tamara's takeaway, sir, is that if you just needed people to be there for you and you were just scared, you know what I'm saying? And you just, yeah, we're scared and whatever, like, just say that you didn't have to do all that extra that you did in the conversation. Like it just, I don't know. And this is why I, when I hear that, because it's happened so many times, I just, I can't take it seriously. But then I also know Tamara's other's takeaway is that I really do have like daddy issues that I need to process through because receiving any sort of like affirmation, gratitude or whatever is actually really weird. And it's actually kind of uncomfortable. And it's been happening a lot lately where people have been thanking me for things And it's weird to receive that, like parents thanking me. I serve on the creative team and I just do what I'm asked. And I'm not even saying the the people that are kind of like a part of the creative team, although, yes, they thank me. It's not even them thanking me. A lot of what I do is they have a lot of projects that they're doing. And so I'll be the one that'll like coordinate the people that. So if like if they're doing Uh, a a film clip or whatever that needs this many people, I will be the one to reach out and like get together the cast, quote unquote. Right. And so it's so interesting because I'll be reaching out to people, asking them if they can do whatever. And they're like, they're thanking me, like not the people on the creative team who um, asked me to do this because this is I'm like the admin but it's the people that I'm reaching out to that are like, thank you for all you're doing. And I'm, I don't know. It's just wild. But it's like I realize how much, you know, a lot of why I struggle with, um, you know, people saying they, they care about me or whatever is because I've heard it over and over and over again. And it started with him. And then it's like unmet expectations. You're not doing even what you say you will do. So it's not like I have these unspoken, unrealistic expectations. It's like, you're not even doing what you say you're doing. And you're just continuing to build me up, build me up buttercup and then break my heart. You know what I'm saying? But this time, what I will say is it was expected this time. So I really Um, guarded my heart throughout this whole process. I was very prayerful throughout this whole process because I do truly believe that I was supposed to 
pray, reach out, whatever, be that encouragement. I don't know who else is doing that in his life because I don't honestly know how much he talks to the rest of our family aside from like one or two aunts maybe, but it doesn't seem like he really talks to family like that. So it's not just me he's like that with. It's everybody, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know who else is speaking life into him, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, if something was to happen to him, much like with anybody else, I don't want to have regrets, you know, just like with my ex, he's gone. He's been gone almost eight years. But what I'm grateful for is that two months before he passed away, we had a lot of different conversation, just kind of hashing out the past, our breakup, just all this stuff, conversations that we, I don't know that we needed to have, but we needed to have, if that makes sense. Like, I didn't need to have that conversation for me to forgive and move forward in life. You know what I'm saying? But maybe it's stuff that he needed to hear or whatever, because he was still very apologetic. And I just remember being like, you don't need to apologize because like if we didn't split, I wouldn't be the woman I am now and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. So it just, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? We have two beautiful daughters as a result of our relationship. Hey, like, I don't hate you. I, I've been forgiven you, right? So I'm grateful I was able to say that to him because then two months later, he was killed. And so it's kind of like, that is very much, I just don't be wanting to have regrets. And so everything I did with my bio dad was literally from the heart and the thought process of, I don't want to have regrets. And so I don't, but I kept a, like protecting my heart throughout that whole process. Like I didn't really get caught up in the, Oh, I love you. You mean so much to me. I'm so glad you're da my daughter. I'm so glad your mom had you and all this stuff. I ain't really get caught up in that. You know what I'm saying? Because just like I thought, and I know sometimes if you have a negative mindset, you know, they say, oh, this happened because da, da 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 it wasn't like that. I didn't feel strongly either way. I just didn't have this, you know, unrealistic expectation that this was going to be the time that suddenly we're going to have a relationship is all I'm saying. Right. But I was still able to pray and be there and do all of that stuff as if I would with anybody else. So like, I could feel good about that. But then on the flip side, it's like, again, if you just needed somebody to be there while you was scared because you thought you were dying because he did say that at one point, then just say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't start making all these promises and just doing all this unnecessary stuff because you should be glad that I guarded my heart and I didn't caught up get caught up in that because then I would be bitter and upset right now. And I'm actually not like if he was to reach out to me now, I would talk to him like when the nursing home called me, I was concerned. And then I because I thought something happened. So I was like, dang, I always wonder, like, how am I going to feel? Because in most cases, he's going to go before me like parents are not supposed to bury their children children are supposed to outlive their parents. So in most cases, there's going to be a point where I'm going to get a call that he passed away. Now, who gives me that call? I don't know. It could be a family member or it could be the nursing home, but I would hope they would call me if he's still living there just because at least I know they have my number for if they do whatever, you know? So 
Yeah, that's how that went. But now it's time for... All right, so before we get up out of here, let's go ahead and get into the weekly wisdom. Man, this last week, and I can't get too into the specifics of why, because it's related to the work that I do, but this last week has really shown me that what God pulls you through, right? So there have been many different things that I've gone through in my life. Some of that I have talked about on here. Some of that has been stuff that's related directly to me. Some of that has been stuff that I've walked through with my kids. But nevertheless, it has all been stuff that I have been able to, by the grace of God, overcome and overcome in such a way that a lot of people are shocked at how I used to live my life, the mindset I used to have and all of that, because I have grown so much through the challenges and trials and whatever that I went through. But what the Lord has really been showing me in this last week is that then because he you know, helped set me free from or helped me overcome or whatever these different trials and and obstacles and whatever. It is so that I can be a source of hope and a source of inspiration to the people that I am talking to in various realms of life that are going through things that I used to go through, right? Because it's not like God only is going to bless me, or it's not like God only is going to do whatever for me. Like he will do whatever for whoever, right? Doesn't mean we're not going to have trials and tribulations that we walk through, but at the end of the day, he's not like only going to do stuff for me and be like, oh, forget you. And so like, me going through just some of the wildest stuff that I've gone through it ju- and then overcoming it, right? It just, I feel like if I can overcome it, like God can bring anybody through it, right? And so I, just really what he's been showing me in this last week and what I want to encourage you with is the stuff you overcome sometimes is like the playbook for the next person to help them feel hope and to help them feel motivated, encouraged, inspired, whatever, to keep going. So like whatever it is that you've gone through, have no shame about your past, right? Have no shame about it because who you were helped shape you to be who you are now. This is why I'm so transparent about like different aspects of my life and this, that, and the other. I'm going to tell my story because ain't nobody else going to tell it for me, right? You can't shame me for any mistake that I made in my past because I learned from it. And nine times out of 10, depending on how far back in my past you go, if that's the only version of me that you know, you don't even know me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not the same person I was. I always say this a month ago, six months ago, a year ago. So when you get into stuff that's from my early 20s, that was almost or no, that was two decades ago. You know what I'm saying? you don't know me. You know what I'm saying? So like, that is my encouragement to y'all is like, one, don't let anybody try to shame you about your past, right? Don't be ashamed of your past. I don't care what it is. Don't be ashamed of it. But also when you overcome something and you get through something that was like this struggle for you, 
man, share, share how you did it with other people because it's like that. Now, don't get caught up in you have to do it the way that I do it, right? Because it's going to be different for everybody else. But man, share how you overcame, like, pay it forward or whatever to like be that source of hope, be that source of inspiration to the next person who may not feel like they can move forward, right? They may feel crippled by their circumstances, but then by coming across you and and you sharing your journey with them, that could give them hope, that could help them move forward. You know what I'm saying? So that's my encouragement to y'all. As always, make sure you take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, be healthy in your relationships. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gents, this concludes transmission. Tune in next time for a whole new edition, another adventure and mission to share, be heard, and clarify the vision of this whole new world for...